Hello and welcome to Activate Your Intuition. I'm your host, Gabrielle, a spirit channel, psychic medium, and I'm here to help you activate your intuition. And this is more than just a podcast. We're a community. We have an online portal that I invite you to come and join so we can activate your intuition on this podcast, but also online. So just head to my website, gabriellebentley.com and join our community. And on this podcast, you're going to find channel teachings, live Akashic record readings for the community, full moon activations, and so much more. But here, I'll really be unpacking my main teachings that have been gifted to me by the Palladians and we'll chat on how to truly live a five-dimensional grounded life. Hello my love and welcome to this week's episode. I'm excited to announce that I have a special guest joining us. Firstly, she has actually just changed my life. I recently joined her womb wisdom container after doing this podcast. It's been quite a few weeks since we've done this podcast. So please keep that in mind. If you do want to join her next intake, I will link you to her website. So let's dive in. I'm about to jump through and load the recording. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, my love. Hello. That was so beautiful. Thank you. No worries. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. Uh, Do you know what I'm most excited? I've been following you for ages (laughs) and I don't actually know your story. So I'm as keen to hear it as everyone else will be. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. That instantly when you said that, I'm like, what is my story? So this will be interesting. We're all learning together. (laughs) It's a process together. Exactly. Oh gosh, where do I even begin? Do you want me just to kind of like flow with it and see yeah. what I can what I can work with? Okay. Well, hi everyone. I'm Daniela. I always find this question really hmm, a little bit of a struggle because I feel like we get so comfortable in this society placing ourselves in boxes and being like, this is this is me, this is what I do. Tick, tick, tick and explaining or sharing things that are going to best make other people feel comfortable, right? Um, So if you had asked me this question, I don't know, uh, four years ago, I would have said, oh, I'm, I'm a high school teacher. That's what I would have said, full stop, and it would have just ended there. And that would have been enough to kind of satisfy whoever I was speaking to and make me feel like I've checked the box and I can move on with the conversation because it's a daunting conversation. <laughs> But obviously I'm not that and so much has shifted and changed in my life. So now when I answer the question, this is so freaking long winded, like my apologies, but this is my brain. You're literally getting getting insight into my brain. For me to answer that question now, I would say that I am just me. I'm an intuitive who is figuring out her fun again and just learning to follow what feels good and in doing that I really have been on such a huge journey over the past gosh I would say nine years it's been a really big 
roller coaster of a journey where, like I mentioned earlier, I started off as a high school teacher and I taught English and history <laughs> um, for about seven years, six to seven years. It was about five years full time. And then I kind of shifted towards the end back into part time because I had an online business as well that I was juggling the whole time. Um, and that business was a self and soul care brand called Amity Created. Both of them took up a lot of time and a lot of energy. And I was really in this bubble of trying to figure out who can I swear? Is that yeah. like, is that allowed here? Who it's the always. fuck I am, you know, who I was and why, why I always felt this emptiness within me and, and just a feeling of lostness within any sort of path that I seemed to take at the time. And so I was balancing the two, trying to figure it all out. And um, when it came to the very first lockdown, I was kind of pushed into this, this moment of making a decision to leave teaching completely because I knew that I was so disconnected from it. I love being around kids and I loved the aspect of actually teaching, but my mental health was just, it was really suffering being kind of stuffed into this this box and my creativity being really uh challenged and it, it wasn't a space for me to just allow myself to be daniella and so i thought okay good opportunity see you later teaching i'm gonna dive into my business full time which i did and i'm the sort of personality where when i make a decision that's it. it. My my mind is made up and within the next 30 seconds, I've taken steps towards whatever it is. So I was really dramatic about that decision. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, see you later. Like, this is awesome. I'm actually going to take myself off the the list to legally be, be able to teach at all because I don't want any fucking temptation to go back. Like, this is my opportunity. This is my time, which I did. And every time someone had said, oh, but you know, that's okay. If it doesn't work out, you can go back to teaching. I'm like, hmm okay, I won't tell you what I did to kind of make sure that I don't go back to teaching, but I took away all of that distraction, threw myself into my business and um, that expanded really, really quick during that lockdown period. And I ended up shift, that was an online brand. I shifted everything. It grew quite quick. I moved into a warehouse space. Everything was just going way too fast and growing way too quick for me to keep up with. And I didn't realize until probably November last year that everything was moving so quick. And I thought I was taking myself off the hamster wheel when I left teaching, but really I never left it because I was still running so fast within my business, trying to make everything work. And I mean, it was working, but for myself and what works within my own life, I mean. And then, so I made another dramatic decision <laughs> in October last year, I sold part of my business. And that was like a, within a one week or a two week period of making the decision that it was time for change. It was close to the nine year mark, sold part of the business, ran away, went to Thailand with my husband for a bit to kind of reset. And um, I've been doing the work that I'm doing now in my intuitive space holding for a few years, but this has really this time between no real, how do I say, um, like the stereotypical stable type job I'm doing like, is this video recorded? Cause I'm doing like air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> 
So it gave, it gave me an opportunity to think, hold on a second, what do I actually want in my life? Because I haven't been prioritizing what I want. And if I don't start prioritizing what I want, no one else is ever going to do that for me because it's not their responsibility to do that. That's my responsibility. So for once in my life, I feel like it's that, you know, when you, when you're younger and you're like dating all these people, I mean, you could be, you don't like, let's just like retract that. You don't have to be younger, but you know what I mean? When you're dating all the, I'm married. That's why I'm saying that when you're dating all of these people and you don't give yourself that space in between partners, it kind of was like that. I didn't give myself space in between careers or business to think about what was actually important to me. So I took quite a lot of time to just feel into my fun again and figure out what I enjoy at this point in my life and and what really lights me up. And that's, I found myself here holding space and holding circles and really allowing myself to move through a deeper connection with self so that I can guide those around me to connect with themselves better. And I found a real passion in the menstrual cycle. And that has seriously taken over literally everything that I do right now, because I just feel so strongly about how um, beautiful and empowering that connection is. So yeah i don't know how we got there but this is like the very big long story of who i am i'm just a human trying to figure it out and um enjoying life as much as i can along the way i guess <laughs> i love that i have like eighteen thousand questions oh, yeah, go. i love the, it the first one that i want to ask is how did you stumble into intuition how do i stumble how did you like, stumble into your intuition like I know that you hold into space, you, you hold yes. like monthly group circles. Yeah, yeah. So like, how did you get here? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I love this. So I, I'm really quite lucky with how I was brought up in the, the household that I was brought up in. My mom was very, very supportive in terms of guiding us girls to listen to the voice within and to bring ourselves back to that feeling within our gut. And so from a very young age as kids, we would practice this connection back and forth. And there's one story in particular that comes to mind. So story time here. And it it came up again when I was doing my Reiki one, my younger sister and I for fun as kids, and I'm, I'm talking early primary school. So let's say seven, eight years old, we would, without any prompting or being shown this or being taught this, we would play healing. And my sister normally was the one who was the main healer and I was receiving. She would dim the lights in the room, put on the lamps, make it really vibey, which I love that we did this even at such a young age. I would lie on the bed with my eyes closed and she would stand over me with her hands kind of hovering over parts of my body and she'd send her healing. And and that was the game. And then she'd ask me, you know, where, where do you feel the healing right now? And I think we're four years apart. So she's four years younger than me. Where do you feel the healing right now, Daniela? Her name's Gabriella. (laughs) Mum was very creative. Um, (laughs) And I say, oh, Gabby, I can feel the healing on my heart. And she'd say, okay, open your eyes. And I'd open my eyes and her hands would be over my heart. And we would be practicing this at a young age. And I feel like our intuition is, is, communicating through us 
in many different ways. But for us as kids, just that practice of trusting where we could feel energy, we were allowing our intuition to communicate directly to us. And that deep trust that we had in whatever our initial answer was, was reaffirming what our intuition was sharing. And that that's just a tiny story in amongst all of the different practices that we kind of picked up as kids. I lost a lot of that when I um, went to uni, I would say. So once I left high school, uh, went to uni, I, I'm a big, I'm a pretend extrovert. So <laughs> I'm a really big introvert and um, struggled quite a lot to make friends or find people that I felt safe and comfortable with or people that even understood me because I can be a bit different I guess from from what's always accepted um and I wanted to I so badly wanted to just have friends in uni and fit in and and be seen as as someone you know worthy of having conversation with and there was a lot of stuff to heal and unpack there of course um but at the time that's that's where I was and so I shut all of that down I stopped my meditation practice I completely disconnected from my intuition altogether. And I would say from the time that I started uni, so what, 18 years old or nine, yeah, 18 years old, until I started to decide that teaching wasn't for me, I had zero connection to self. I lost it completely. And there was one conversation that I had with my mom about a year before I left teaching. And she had said, well, Daniela, what, what's going on? Like, let's talk about what's going on. And we sat over a cup of tea and I said, I just don't know who I am anymore. And she reminded me that all you have to do is look within. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, mom, like whatever. But she was so right. And that whole process of really moving back down that path of discovering myself through my self-care brand at the time, I really created the space that I needed at the time. Allowed That allowed me to connect back to, um, you know, the way my intuition was communicating with me and, and build, rebuilding that trust again. So, yeah, I, I, does that answer the question yeah. for you? Yeah, and I think what you just answered that you may be so blissfully unaware of is the fact that you just described what intuition really is a natural born instinct that we all truly have that we have to grow into trust with yeah right and yeah. that's how simple it is and so many people are overcomplicating it saying that mediumship is an extension like a whole different feather on the cap but like it's all just here and it's yeah. all ready for the taking when you're ready to claim yourself and for I think sure. your story was so beautiful in the understanding of what it takes to actually claim who we are and be self-led mm. and that's something I've always loved about you is that you can see that you're always coming from your internal space like you're actually speaking into your truth and I think it's so beautiful how you teach womb wisdom because you have to be in the body to be intuitive. And you really brought this up in your story. It's like, we have to be in the body to be intuitive. And so many people think it's like all out here. Like it's all in the ether. Like it's, it's as far as I can get away from the human body is the more intuitive I am. 
And what you're doing is like explaining this through the cycle. So I would love you if you feel called to share some wisdom on this because <laughs> it's so deep and profound. Like, and I just feel like I've had goosebumps since we've started talking, like since the second oh, we started that. talking. <laughs> Oh, so cool. Before we jump into cycle stuff, I just had a visual come to mind. So if you don't mind for me to share it, I just um, had a visual and I I like to explain intuition this way because I feel like it's really easy to understand, but the visual came to mind. So we're going to go with it. When I think of intuition, I like to think of a giant web, picture a giant web, like make it pretty because it has to be vibey. So (laughs) galactic or something, a giant web, right? And this web represents the entire universe. Everything in the universe is within that web. And then each connecting point of that web is representative of a soul within the universe, right? Mm -hmm. In the very middle of that web, you have the well of wisdom or knowing, you have divine knowing, you have like all that is, all wisdom is in the middle we are all connected to that exact same source and our subconscious is in direct communication with that well of wisdom through that web constantly always it's then up to us as beings to allow our conscious mind to accept the communication that's being received constantly from that well of wisdom. And we receive that through our four bodies. We receive it through our mental self, our physical self, spiritual self, et cetera. It's just about allowing ourselves to to open up and listen to what we're we're, we're receiving. And this is, there's nothing special about intuition. We all are born with it. It's, It's part of us. It's part of us just being. And I think when we take away the pressure and the the thought that it's something higher or something other or bigger than us it's not it's something that we are born with we all have access to it we just need to allow ourselves to listen I would love to share two things so I have a very similar analogy to your web and I would just love to share it with you <laughs> Go for I've it. Never had someone have something similar so if you guys you've listened to the podcast for a while you'll know it but I always have used the analogy of a skittle jar So like imagine all these Skittles in a jar and that's God or the universe, whatever you want to call it. And as a whole collective, that is all that ever is and all that ever was and all that ever will be. And then we decided to break ourselves down into micro Skittles. So the bottom of the jar broke and we all fell out. And then our Skittle, let's say we were a red Skittle today. We took that Skittle and broke it down into more chunks, but then we split ourselves up into guides, into humans, into animals, but we're all still the same source because we've come from the bigger jar, but ourself, our soul is learning so many lessons at one time because time isn't like from point A to B. If you flip that upside down, we're all existing at one time, right? Mm. So that's that's like what you said was so similar. I love that. And I saw the thread and we're all the same skill (laughs) and we all came from the same place and we all are connected. I love how yours has the strings to really connect that. And now I like want to change my analogy, but (laughs) but it was was so beautiful. And I think something I'd love to ask you, and I don't know if you've ever had this opinion come through that there's two types of intuitives. One's that's just naturally found their intuition or their parents were intuitive. Mm 
And this is why people say it's a gift, right? Like it quotes, it's a gift. It's inherited because someone could teach them the language to be intuitive because being intuitive is a language. Like you're learning a dictionary, mm-hmm. um, right? So they just, you just learn. Like you, you were so blessed to learn that way. I was quite similar, blessed to have mine come through as a coping mechanism, right? So I had a near-death accident. I became a clairvoyant. And it comes through as a result of you become hyper empathetic because your environment dictates that you're not safe mm. and then your gifts open up. So there's two ways. I would love to know if you've seen that in your journey. That's really interesting. What's coming to mind there is, is thinking about the people that I've worked with and the conversations that I've had when it comes to intuition, those that do feel like it is something that they don't naturally hold within, I think it's important to remember that even if you feel that way, it can be learnt. So even if it doesn't feel natural for you, it's something that can be learnt along the way once you become aware that it's there and that we all have access to it. So mm-hmm. I think what naturally tends to happen is say you become quite intrigued by this idea of intuition, you don't feel connected, but you want to feel that connection. You'll start to notice that thought already has already set off your subconscious. And then from there, it's already working in the background. And then you'll start to come across things like this podcast episode, and you'll start to come across people online that are suddenly talking about ways to connect your intuition or you'll remember things that you've heard in conversation growing up big shifts and and transformations that happened that you never kind of really explored the deeper meaning behind those things come back up and you start to think differently and it all just started with that one domino being pushed and that thought being created and then it just becomes that's kind of what comes to mind for that Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. I'm actually writing it down because I think there are three different ways and I was almost blind to the third way of just like learning whenever you need to. Like that's your soul calling you, right? Like Mm. it's not just some big thing that comes out of like the the air. Like we're not the charm sisters. We're not waiting for a fairy godmother. (laughs) We're waiting to claim ourselves. Like I really believe and put the two things together that when we stop and so many people definitely victimize intuition, like I just don't have it. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, or I'm like, we do the opposite extreme, which is like um, the medical medium. Have you heard of him? Mm. He's like, I can't turn it off. Like, it's just a gift and I have it. And I can't turn it off. Like there's always a way to turn it on and off. Like it's never something we have to be scared of that we can't control. We always get to control it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like such a beautiful point to like just bring forward into this yeah. um, as we move forward. I would just love to ask you if that's okay. Yeah. Um, how you bring intuition into the body, especially through the moon cycles, like the womb cycles. Oh, I love this. So for me, literally everything I go on about online, all I ever talk about at this point in my life is the menstrual cycle. It is an absolute obsession. And I'm obsessed with it because we, I mean, we know we're cyclical beings. Well, that's an assumption. We may not know that, but we are cyclical beings. We are surrounded by so many cycles. We're surrounded by the moon cycle, which directly impacts 
our energy directly impacts us individually, even if we don't realize it's impacting us. We're surrounded by the circadian rhythm, just that um, motion of the 24 hour daily cycle, the rising of the sun and the varied energies that we experience as the day moves on to the moon coming out and our energy dropping, etc. We have the breath cycle, our inhale and exhale and the different energies that that holds. But for me, the menstrual cycle is just so, mm, it's, it, I feel like it is the most divine thing. And I know that that can be a really challenging thought for a lot of people because the menstrual cycle and periods in particular tend to come with a lot of uncomfort and a lot of um, pre-existing taboos and, and uh, all sorts of things, right? But the way I see it is it is our internal GPS. It is constantly alerting us of what our internal experience is and the symptoms or the energy or the way that we're feeling that then comes through externally or that arises within our body is purely there to communicate what that internal experience is. And I feel like once we understand how our body is moving through different phases throughout our, let's just say a month, I know that, I mean, periods can, uh, sorry, the menstrual cycle can go anywhere from a 21 day cycle to like healthily a 45 day cycle max. But if it's more for some, you know, there are PCOS and endometriosis that impacts all of that. So everyone's different, but let's just for argument's sake, say it's a monthly cycle. Um, if we understand that we move through different energies throughout that monthly-ish period, we can become really self-aware and we can cater for what our varied versions of self needs throughout its month. Because Mm -hmm. the reality is we live in a society that is really built upon a more masculine 24-hour cycle. But as, I mean, people who bleed, they don't experience that 24 hour cycle. They experience the the whole monthly cycle. Again, just gonna use 28 days as an example, but we experience a 28 day cycle. That's a whole different hormonal cycle where we feel so so significantly different at one point in time in comparison to how we feel at the other, where our moods, our energy, our, ability to show up the way we speak the way we feel within our skin all of it is different depending on where we are within that cycle and i just find that so fascinating because once we know that and we understand that we can be so much more kind on ourselves we give ourselves more grace and we can also kind of pre-plan and shift the way we're moving through our months that we're working with it not against it because when we're working against it that's when we end up being at that point of exhaustion and burnout and um, frustration because it's just like, oh my gosh, so much is going on and I just honestly can't. And that's where you see really, really, um, you know, deep symptoms like PMS and extreme bloating. And yes, that there can be extra reasoning behind that, but more often than not, it's just your body's internal experience coming through. 
And we can, we can kind of take hold of that and shift that just by listening to what our body is communicating with us. I feel like the menstrual cycle is deeply intuitive and we've been disconnected from it so long and, and actually disconnected in a way that we don't even realize we're disconnected, which is really concerning because it just has not had any space to be seen, held or heard. And I feel like we're really at a time that enables us to shift the perspective and look at our experience differently and um yeah you can tell I'm obsessed (laughs) I love that you touched on escapism because it's something I teach deeply because I see a lot of people in the intuitive space trying to like escape when it's like it's all in here like everything you have is in here and I think this episode's really summing that up beautifully and I think our society as a construct here in Australia, and I know it's similar in America and Europe, um, we are told, we're told that rest is lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And how can we listen to our body if what our body's telling us to do is to be lazy? And like there is productive rest, mm-hmm. right? And I would love to know how you move through your cycle and what tips and tricks you have for people to start to listen to their body. Well, for sure. Okay. Maybe we'll start off with just a very basic version of the seasonal framework, because Mm -hmm. I think that's a really easy way for us to kind of understand what, what our body's moving through. So just to, just to be clear, this is simply a framework. And if, if it doesn't resonate or if it doesn't directly feel good for you, that's okay. Um, just kind of take what resonates and what doesn't just know that, you know, someone else might feel really, really called to thinking of it this way. But this is the way I like to think of the menstrual cycle as four varied seasons. And we have our menstruation, which is our inner winter. And if you think of the seasonal experience that we know quite well when it comes to winter. It's a time where it's obviously a lot colder. So we're pulling back. We're wanting to be comfy and warm and on our own. Inner winter is kind of like that. It's a time where we should be focusing on our inner experience and resting to restore because our body's obviously shedding and moving through a lot there. Our energy levels are naturally lower so when we're in that stage of being in our inner winter really catering for comfort and giving ourselves exactly what we need without pushing ourselves too far past the limit you think differently during this time as well you might be deeply intuitive during this time but you might also kind of struggle to verbalize what your the clarity that's coming through might might be harder to speak it through so doing lots of work or um pushing yourself on projects and things like that's not always going to be serving being able to really listen to what your body is asking for in inner winter when you bleed is crucial because your the way you treat yourself in that four to seven days i don't know what it is for you but the way you treat yourself during those days that sets up the rest of your month So if you give yourself the space to rest, to eat all of the yummy, warm, nourishing foods that your body needs to replace what you're losing and, you know, keeping super hydrated and and whatever it is for you, when you've given yourself that space, then you know that your self-battery when you shift into the next season is going to be charged up. 
and you're going to have enough energy then if you use the rest of your seasons in in a flowy way as well you're going to have enough energy to last you for the rest of the month until you bleed again but if you push yourself through that winter period and you push your body past its what what it can actually do in that time let's be clear our body can do phenomenal things under pressure and we can push our bodies to the extreme but it doesn't mean that we should right so say you push yourself you um numb the experience with all the painkillers and all the things and you just you know that commercial the codril commercial the soldier on it's like if you soldier on you're not giving your body a chance to charge and it's impossible for your battery to last then in the weeks to follow if you didn't give yourself a chance to charge in the week that you're supposed to recharge it's the whole purpose and point that rest and so winter i feel like there's a lot of importance there because it it's sometimes the hardest to deal with there's a lot of shadows that come through in that um i teach a lot about the shadows in in the work that i do especially in my womb wisdom container um there's a lot that comes up there and it's because there are so many taboos and there is so much stigma that still exists when it comes to the bleed and because we aren't necessarily in a society that totally understands the experience just that just yet there's not that much well there's a lot more now but there still isn't a lot on menstrual cycle awareness it's still barely taught in schools it's barely discussed in small groups with women or or people who bleed that you know it's just not a topic that is is yet comfortable um so there's a lot there so that's the main season that a lot of energy seems to be put into but there are other seasons as well so we shift eventually from our menstruation and our bleed our inner winter over into our inner spring and so your inner spring is your pre-ovulation and much like the seasonal spring that we know of this is where a little bit of freshness starts to come in the air feels different you're starting to kind of like pep up a bit and come out of your cave and your shell and you have a little bit more energy to take things on and suddenly the ideas that you received in your winter you're able to verbalize them because you have more capacity and your your brain is able to kind of put things into flow so you can verbalize differently during that stage and our spring is a beautiful opportunity for us to start to plan and brainstorm and um, get the ball rolling with things and because we have that extra energy allowing ourselves to do the things that we kind of left when we were in our bleed this is a time to reset and get things back into order um and it of course leads us over to our our inner summer which is ovulation and this is probably the peak in terms of energy within our cycle when you're in your ovulatory phase you are feeling of course there are shadows as well that come through but the framework (laughs) according to the framework we're feeling um super like passionate and on top of things and like i can get anything that i need to get done i can get it done here and i have complete confidence in myself to get shit done during this time it's like peak energy moment um and if we slowly allowed ourselves to come out of our winter into our spring not pushing too far but just kind of moving through with with um gentleness then we do hit that peak energy during our summer without feeling too much overwhelm 
Um, and it's an it's an awesome opportunity here as well to kind of push harder if we're really into movement. Like um, if you're into, I don't know, like what's a full on movement type? I, I call exercise movement. So I don't know, I'm thinking like, like F45. F, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, F45. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Summer is awesome for that because you have that energy. So that's another thing as well is that we're not taught that different types of movement match different parts of our our seasonal phases so it it really is a lot to kind of learn and take in even different foods match the different energies like there's a lot of different elements to this um but there are so many ways that we can support ourselves as we shift through our our month and then moving from ovulation and also with uh, like one of the biggest things with our our inner summer is we're feeling super sexy because the whole purpose and point of having a menstrual cycle, whether we are choosing to eventually go down that path or or not, or um, whatever it looks like for us, having children creation in that form is the only reason why we have a period, right? So our hormones naturally are building us up to the point of our inner summer, our ovulation of wanting to feel connection and whether that be sexual connection on our own or with someone else, that's what our body is gearing us up for as well. So there's a lot of a lot of energy that comes through there as well. Um, lots of space for expression. Then we shift over into our final stage, which is our uh, inner autumn. And this is post ovulation. This is pre menstruum. It is a time which I have learned to really love, but there are a lot of shadows that come with our inner autumn and it tends to be a, a season that people struggle with maybe even more than, than the bleed itself, which is quite interesting because this would be the part of the cycle where we are feeling more snappy. We don't have as much patience. We have like this struggle to not say our truth um, and for it not to come out like without any kind of like sugar kind of poured on top. It's very, it's very in your face and direct and we don't have the space to, to add on any extra because we've, we've had that time to do that in our other seasons and now we're just past it. We're ready to bleed. Like, let's just get this show on the road. Um, it's a beautiful opportunity for us to create really clear boundaries for ourselves and wrap up projects and get really detailed with the nitty gritty of like contracts and finances and all the things that need like a really, I'm going to call it a Virgo eye. Like if, if, if the seasons were a sign, autumn is a hundred percent Virgo. Like that is it. It, she is straight to the point. She doesn't have time for shit. And she is just going to move forward with the most detail oriented eye that she is for sure pissing other people off. Like that is a hundred percent autumn is a Virgo. Like I stand by that. Um, you just described but, me to a T. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Virgo son. So, <laughs> so no one can get offended because I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of beauty though in, in our inner autumn as well, because we, we see a different version of ourselves 
and we get given the opportunity to reassess what actually feels aligned for me and what doesn't. And if it's not feeling aligned for you in your autumn, it's most likely not aligned for you at all. And it's surfaced in that way for you to reevaluate where you're giving your extra energy and time at the other parts of your season. So I, I really find a lot of beauty in our inner autumn, even though it can cause a lot of frustration. Um, but that's like a really quick summary of what we experience within that framework of the inner seasons. And I just feel like we get to meet, like I said earlier, so many different versions of ourselves throughout our monthly-ish cycle. And that can be overwhelming because sometimes it's more comfortable for people just to have one version of themselves, but that's not re- that's not like realistic. We can't be the one version of ourselves all the time. That doesn't make any sense. As these cyclical beings, we have to access different parts of ourselves in order for us to be who we truly are. And we're not simple beings. We have like, we're multifaceted. So yeah, there's so much beauty. I Oh my God, I love this. I could honestly talk forever. This is why in, in my containers, like I say, oh yeah, we'll be an hour and a half and next minute it's been two hours and I'm trying to cut myself off, but there's just so much to say. <laughs> and there is so much like, I, I don't know as much about womb wisdom as you, but like the one thing that I've, really learned in my journey of trying to understand it for myself is that when we aren't going through our monthly cycle, say we're on contraception or like we're actually turning off the hormones for men, right? And it's their drive. Like we as a human being affect more than we know. Yeah. And like, it is so beautiful that you're sharing this. And I think how you share it is so beautiful because you actually write in this, um, something you print. I actually started doing it after I watched you when I first started following you, but in a book, because I don't have a printer, but you write down every day of your cycle. Oh yeah. I map. Yeah. So, um, a really, a really powerful tool. So I'm currently at the moment in, um, in training to be a certified cycle coach and, um, something that's really come to my attention during these, this it's quite intensive, the training. Um, but if we don't, if we don't understand or know exactly what our body is communicating with us, how can we respond to it? Right. So a really beautiful way to listen and respond or just to listen, let's start just there is just to take note of what we're feeling each day. And so I like to use a cycle map and I've got it. If anyone is interested, I can send you the link to yeah. a free cycle map if you want. I actually um, already saved it to put in the show notes. Oh, you're amazing. Because I knew we we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So I have a cycle map. It is super, super simple to use. You can use it for your menstrual cycle. You can just use it for your daily check-in or if you're someone who really resonates with the lunar phases, whatever. It's a beautiful opportunity for you at the end of each day to just be like, okay, how did I feel today? Like what, what came through in my four bodies? Was I feeling frustrated? Was I um, moving through a lot of triggers? What, what was my physical pain like? Did, did my, I don't know, my back started to really ache at some point or I was feeling like super thirsty or really hungry or not hungry at all? Um, what was the mucus like in, you know, when I was going to the bathroom, like that, cause that tells you exactly where you're at in your cycle as well. Like if your mucus looks a certain way, it could be telling you whether you're 
in your ovulation state or not. Um, if you're bleeding, well, okay, well, how, what was my blood like? Was it super heavy? Was it clotty? What, was I spotting? What color was it? All of these things are direct communicators from from your inner your your inner GPS and starting to map that all out, writing it and committing that as a, a daily practice will get you to a point where you truly understand your body's individual experience. And when you do this over a long period of time with my students, I normally say three months is a good period of time to be able to then lay your maps beside each other and look at the similarities and look at the common things that pop up and the things that aren't so as common that you might need to, you know, speak to a medical professional about. Um, but for me, for example, I know for a fact, and it's been something that I've been working on over the past few cycles to move through and clear, but I was going through for a solid five, six months worth of cycles every day, 22, I would have the exact same intrusive thought come through every single month I would have the exact same thought and it was a huge trigger for me and that one thought that would come through at the same time every month would then send me down this spiral and so once I became aware of the pattern like hold on a second this is like coming up literally at the same time every month what's going on here I now that I'm aware of it I actually need to give it space to be heard and start to work through it because I can't keep allowing myself to move through that exact same spiral every month once I'm aware of it like that's not fair on on my physical mental self right um but I wouldn't have realized that that was a common thought for me if I wasn't mapping it um and that it was coming literally at the same time every month and also I then create space for myself to prep so I I know that now I know okay this thought tends to come around this time in the days leading up when I'm still feeling pretty neutral I start to prep to make sure my body feels safe just in case that thought does come up because when it comes up it's like well hold on a second remember yesterday when you did this this and this and you reminded yourself that you're you're safe and supported and protected and it's okay so this thought right now that's coming up although valid isn't something you need to place your energy on because remember you're safe and it's okay and you pull yourself out a lot easier so that yeah it's it's so simple just to, to spend literally 20 seconds writing your quick check-in and it can tell you so much so so much about your experience and I think the one thing you really are highlighting in this even though we're not directly speaking to it is your cycle right now does not be have to be dictated of how it's going to be in the future if you mm. choose to give energy to it mm -hmm. and giving energy to it it's like learning about it changing it and mm. helping it flourish like I yeah. had severe trauma to my womb when I was younger and I, I have one fallopian tube and like all of this and I was in incredible pain for years. And back then is when I started this journey, like not to the depth that we talk about, but like I started to rest even at like a young age. I listened to my intuition and like it doesn't, like it, it gets to change. And like I witnessed so many people who go down the path of listening to their intuition their cycle changes, pain changes. Mm -hmm. You won't stay the same human if yeah. you choose to give energy to yourself to allow change to happen to you, not force change to happen to, yeah. to you, but allow it to. For sure. And I think just building on that as well is that 
we can't control the things that pop up in our life's journey, right? So there will be surprise things that happen along the way because we're human. That's part of the journey. When these things happen, they will absolutely have an impact on your cycle. And Mm. once you have the tools and you're aware of what you can do to shift yourself back, then you can shift yourself back. And there's always room for change and movement. It's just that awareness that's needed first. Yeah. And like we're cyclic beings. We're always made to grow. Like we're always growing. Our hair's growing. Our nails are growing. Everything. Like we're always going to grow and evolve. So as soon as we like choose to give energy to that, magic happens. For sure. Yeah. And I also, we were speaking earlier about everyone is at different phases within their life's journey as well. So you might at the moment be feeling, okay, well, I'm on um, hormonal hormonal birth control. I'm on the pill. That doesn't really relate to me right now. Okay, fair, valid. Um, But perhaps look from a perspective of you're still experiencing things daily, right? And although you wouldn't be experiencing the framework of the seasons because – because of you know the hormonal impact that the pill does have you'd still be impacted by the shifts and change of the lunar phases around you or the seasons that we're experiencing like normal summer autumn winter etc so how are they impacting your physical body your physical self your mental self how are you just feeling on the daily checking in with that stuff that's building a connection to your intuition so there are so many ways to look at this that, and, and it really is accessible to all. It's accessible to all. You don't need to, you don't even need to bleed. You don't need to have a menstrual cycle. You might not have ever been on that path. You might not be on that path anymore. You might be in between, say your, um, your breastfeeding, for example, and you, you haven't received your bleed back yet. It doesn't matter where you are, that simple check-in and, that acknowledgement of what you're experiencing is enough yeah and I think like everything every you have everyone has a cycle like whether you are on hormonal birth control like that creates a cycle yeah even learning to track that will impact your life I would Mm -hmm. just love to ask because I saw in your stories the other day as I was scrolling and I was going to message you and I was like I'll ask on the podcast it'll be relevant for more people Um, Uh, on day three you do like an intuitive pull for the month. And yeah. I'd love to know why day three. Mm, okay. I love this. So when I'm on my day one, I I'm now have really, really strong boundaries. And I understand that I work for myself. So I have more flexibility to be able to do this. Um, but on my day one, I switch off everything. I, I do not allow for the external to come in because I know the way I react when I do I get triggered quite easily by just the most random things I mean you can put your socks in the wrong place and I'll probably yell so I switch myself off on day one and I stay within my own little cave Um, and I make people aware of it as well I'll send a group message out to literally the whole family mom dad everyone and let them know that my notifications on my phone are on silent don't bother calling or texting unless it's an absolute emergency and call me twice if you want to get through because you're not going to get through. I'm bleeding and I need to be on my own and I stay in that bubble. So that day for me is purely focused on giving my body 
anything that I need. If that's rest, it's rest. Day two, I'm feeling a little bit more like myself, but I'm still wanting to just kind of be in my bubble and rest. Day three is when my mind at this point is already super clear. I have so much more clarity. I feel at my most intuitive self on my day three because I can think clearly. And if I am experiencing a particular cycle where I do have symptoms, um, like some slight period pain or whatever it is, um, I actually, I should have said this earlier. I've, I've been through such a journey with my menstrual cycle as well. I previously was diagnosed with PCOS, which I don't have anymore. Um, and I've been on like such a huge journey to balance my hormones. So there's been so much variation in, in the experience of periods for me, but I'm at a stage now where the symptoms that dump, that do come through, they are they only surface if I've experienced something that is super stressful or if I haven't been eating properly or looking after my body or having too much caffeine or whatever. So say I'm experiencing a cycle where my symptoms are kind of chill. By day three, I know that I'm able to concentrate and tap in a lot better. So for me, that's a perfect opportunity to grab my cards and talk to my intuition and get some clarity on what the month ahead is going to look like. And I'll pull four cards, one for my winter, spring, summer, and autumn. And I'll pre-write, I have a designated cycle journal that I put literally everything in. So I'm able to track back anything cycle related. And my monthly pulls are always in there as well because I go back and forth. I write down using just my own intuition i don't i i I actually only use my cards during my that cycle pool i don't really use them elsewhere unless i'm with a client um but i write down what comes intuitively from that card and almost always i go back and i'm like that's exactly the advice that i need to hear right now so i'll go back in my summer i'm like okay let's check in what what my card said and I'll read my own, my own words and whatever my intuition was sharing at the time. I'm like, okay, I hear you. That's what I needed to receive. And because my intuition is so kind of clicked on when I am bleeding, I know that what comes through and what I'm writing down in my, in my journal for myself later is going to be exactly what needs to come through at that time. So that's become a really beautiful ritual that I like to practice on on my day three. And I feel like it is also it's also super easy for for us to to try and and use if it calls as well like what a what a cool thing in order to receive during one of our most intuitive times love that thank you so much for sharing that's okay (laughs) um i'm gonna give it a go i don't normally intuit on my bleed i normally try and it's it's quite intense when I do that's why okay <laughs> try and give it a new go with a new mind and yes. mindset um I would love to know how people can connect to you before we wrap up this week's episode um well easiest place is on Instagram I literally hang out there all the time I think it's the the easiest way to connect to people so if you feel called just um follow me over on Insta it's just uh the Daniela Elias And if you do feel called to learn more about your cycle and really dive deep into understanding not just the experience of your cycle, but how to move through the the deep conditioning that we do hold 
and that has directly impacted the way we show up and experience our our divine feminine and and all of that there's so much juiciness there i have a private container called womb wisdom that i open up four times a year three times this year though um, because i'm going to give myself a little bit of a break while i finish off my my studies and in this space it's super intimate there's only a few of us that join but we move through some really powerful stuff we work a lot with the subconscious bringing things from our younger self's experience of our bleed and and not just that but so much more we bring it up to the conscious mind and we begin to become friends with that younger version of ourselves so we can step into who we truly are at this point in our life and along the way embracing our cycle and embracing the deeply intuitive guidance that comes with that it's such a powerful and potent space and that next phase i know i said this date just before we jumped on i'm trying to remember what i said i'm certain it's the 5th of april is the next rounds so if it does call you just reach out i'll give you more info i'm always happy to chat as you can tell like it's hard to switch off the chat (laughs) are you a man jen like and what is your like top three in astrology um i i am a generator for starters um i'm a virgo sun a a sagittarius moon and a capricorn rising that makes so much sense yeah (laughs) i am my signs i'm like that i'm 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 so my signs (laughs) but the cap and the virgo is what makes you so grounded Mm. i love that well thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode until next week stay intuitive stay in touch with yourself and i will talk to you all very very soon thank you so much for joining us daniella thank you bye guys bye